0: This episode of Braillecast Extra is made possible thanks to a grant from the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information about the Trust, visit its website at wcmt.org.uk. Welcome back to the final episode of BrailleCast Extra for 2020. May I wish you on behalf of the entire BrailleCast team a very happy Christmas and a prosperous 2021. Coming up on this episode a recording of a session entitled An Introduction to the Abacus. This session took place on Tuesday the 8th of December 2020 and is introduced by Holly Scott Gardner. Yeah
1: it's Great to have everyone here for our session on the abacus, which I'm personally quite excited about because I have an abacus and I don't actually know how to use it. Um, Just so everyone knows, this event is running in line with our moderation policy, which you can find on our website um, at brailists.org. We are recording it, and recording will be made available after the event. We will keep everyone muted, however, at any point, feel free to ask questions, and you can raise your hand. If you're on Windows, hit Alt-Y, Option-Y on a Mac, Star-9 if you're calling in, and on the iPhone app, you'll find the More button in the bottom right, and then the Raise Hand button. We are going to be running some other events, we have several events that run weekly, our book club runs on Thursdays, our open forum on Fridays, and we will be having a Christmas quiz on the 18th of December. Um, In January, we will be starting a new Braille for Beginners course, I know lots of people have been excited about that. That will be starting on the 11th of January and details about registering for that will be released this week. So look out for our newsletter this week and next week for more information. We'll also be starting a more advanced braille course relating to using braille at university and in the workplace, exploring various different topics. And again, we'll be releasing registration info for that this week. So we have James. Bowden here today who has ran several sessions for us on music and on using the slate and stylus and he's back to teach us how to use the abacus so hello James.
2: Good evening how are you?
1: Good how are you?
2: Um, I'm surviving yes busy very
1: busy. Well busy can be good sometimes um so yeah I mean I I'm happy for people to just ask questions as we go along, if that sounds okay with you. Um, Sounds great, yes. Yeah, whenever you'd like to get started, then feel free.
2: Thank you very much, Holly. So welcome everyone to this Brailleist session on an introduction to using a tactile abacus. So many of us probably remember an abacus from school days. It was a thing with beads on it, which slid up and down columns and so on and you were told well you count on it and so on but uh, that's not particularly uh advanced necessarily and you it was an interesting thing and then you moved on to other stuff but an abacus actually is um a serious arithmetic device um for, for for hundreds if not thousands of years it has been used And uh, you can also, if you like, to just use it as a numerical notepad. Um, You could record a telephone number on it and so on. Um, Or you could just use it in place of a calculator just to keep your mind alert. It's all sorts of possibilities. Um, You could use it to write down the current date so you never forget what the current day is. Um, I first bought my abacus uh, when I was much younger than I am now. And I bought it originally to keep scores for games without having to write things down on paper, etc. So an interesting, interesting device. Um, I'm just conscious that my microphone is making some nasty noises. So I'm going to go on mute and try and sort that out a moment, and then I'll be right back.
1: Okay, no problem. Um...
0: That's fine. We're not actually getting nasty noises
2: here. So um, you want any um, nobody's getting any nasty noises and I fixed it. Okay. so let's start with a description of the abacus. I'm hoping you've all kind of got the similar kind of thing to me. It's a plastic frame and inside are lots of columns of beads. This one has 15 columns and there's four beads in one group and one single bead in another group. So you hold the abacus long side towards you with the four beads closest to you and the one bead away from you. Now, kind of about maybe three quarters of the way up, there's a horizontal bar which goes right the way across dividing those columns into those two sections. And we call that the bar Uh, nothing to do with drink it is just a horizontal bar and it is the place where those beads get their value more on that later if you feel across the bar on mine there are little sort of plastic points every three columns and they have their absolutely their usual meaning dividing numbers into groups of three digits so you've got millions and thousands and billions and so on and so forth. Um, But we won't probably use numbers that huge to start with. Well, at least not to start with. So, first thing to do then is to learn the meaning of the beads. Some of you may well have worked this out already. The four beads below the bar are each worth one and the single bead above the bar is worth five. So, and beads gain their value when they're touching the bar. So start by clearing your abacus. So move all the way, all the beads in every column away from the bar. So the four beads go to the bottom and the single bead at the top goes to the top. So I'll give you just a couple of seconds to do that just in case it needs doing and hopefully you might get lots of lovely clicky sounds that kind of sound okay so with everything away from the bar that is the value zero I should have mentioned as well to the back of the columns is a foam sheet just to give a little resistance to the movement of the beads. That's deliberate so the beads don't slip and slide when you're not touching them. Right, so I'm gonna start on the left-hand column just because it's easier for now. It's not the way you'll write numbers in the end, but on the left-hand column, move one bead from the bottom up towards the bar. So there's one bead from underneath and no beads on top, that is the value one. In the next column, move two beads to the bar, value two. In the third column, three beads, and that's the value three. And in the fourth column, move all four of the lower beads towards the bar, and that's the value four. So far, so good. In the next column, we need to make the value 5. So slide the bead from the top downwards towards the bar and keep all those lower beads away from the bar. So they're at the bottom as well. So that's the value 5. 6 is 5 plus 1. So that's the top bead down and one of the bottom beads up. Seven is one of the top beads down, sorry, the top bead down and two of the bottom beads up. And likewise, eight is the top bead down and three bottom beads up. And nine is all the beads towards the bar. So that's the top bead down and all four of the bottom beads up. So we've made the digits one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then there's lots of zeros after it. One, two, three, four, five, six zeros after it. I thought it would be easier to start on the left hand then. Otherwise, we've got to start counting backwards and so on. So just take a moment now to reread the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, 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 which is a humongous number. But we can do it. Okay. So let's start mutilating the number, see if we can work out what's going on. So, in the top, in the first column on the left, it currently has a one. I want you to slide two more beads up from the bottom and one bead down from the top. And that gives the number eight. The next column, take one of those beads away from the bar. And hopefully you recognize the number one. This really is random, don't worry. The third column, uh, put one bead up and the top bead down. And that hopefully gives the number nine. Fourth column, take two beads off, and put the top, put the top bead down. That should be the number seven. They're just random numbers, so hopefully now you can read eight one nine seven five six seven eight nine zero 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 zero. 0. Hopefully that's OK. Right. So a bit of practice. I would like you to note down your telephone number on the abacus. don't tell me what it is. But we'll just make a fictitious one up. oh one six one four three nine five two. No, better not go any further because it might be somebody's real number. Um, I learned an interesting fact. Apparently 01632 is not a real valid UK code, but um, I'm not going to try it. So just write down your telephone number on the abacus, just as a bit of practice for voting numbers. I'm going to do my mobile number. OK. Does anybody need more time? Just have a go at reading it back to see if you can read it back. 01 or O seven, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And just a bit of a brain stretch. Write your phone number, starting in the extreme right-hand column. So you're going to effectively writing it backwards, but it's going to be on the right-hand side. Just a bit of brain exercise. I could have asked you just to shift it right, but uh, there we are. So now you should have several zeros at the left. So when you're doing arithmetic on the abacus, you tend to use the columns on the right for addition. So by writing your telephone number on the right, you've written rather a large number. And if you're just using it as a, as a notepad, you might start it on the left because then you know exactly where it starts. And uh, of course, if you write double zero in the UK, you'll dial an international number instead of a local number. So it's a good idea to know where the numbers start and finish. Most phone numbers in the UK have 11 digits. So we know how many columns to expect. OK. Is everyone happy so far? Any questions?
3: Either you can raise your hand by pressing Alt-Y on Windows, Option-Y on Mac, Star 9 if you're dialing in through your phone, or if you're using uh, the iOS app, you can find the More button in the bottom right hand of your screen and find the Raise Hand button. Um, We'll give, we'll give people a couple more seconds to uh, think of uh, think of any questions they may have, but we don't appear to have any uh, we don't have any quite yet.
2: Um, okay, so you're all up for some arithmetic
3: then? I think I think we're good to. I think it's 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 getting a little bit late, but I think we can I think we can just about try some maths. Yeah, we'll
2: try some maths. Well, keep our
3: brains engaged.
2: This is this is where the abacus takes the strain. So, I'm gonna start with what we call a simple sum, haha. <laughs> simple in the fact that it won't contain any complications. So, the sum is 21 plus 68. That's so moderately difficult to do in your head, but on the abacus, it's really straightforward. So, on the right-hand two columns, first of all, set the number 21. So it's one in the extreme right hand column and two to the left of it. Check you're happy with that number to start with. And then all we do to add 68 is, remember that six is the top bead and one more bottom bead. So just add those on. And then eight is a top bead and three bottom beads. Just add them on and immediately, You have the answer, 89, and it didn't really require much mental effort. Let's go through that again, starting with 21. Put two on the second to last column and one on the very last column on the right. And I'm going to add 68. Six is the top bead down and one more bottom bead up. And then eight on the last column is the top bead down and three more beads up from the bottom. And immediately the answer of 89 is displayed. So far, brilliant. Let's try a slightly harder sum. Again, if you're doing this in your head, you think, oh, hang on a moment. but on the abacus it's quite straightforward. So the sum is 315 plus 163, which sounds quite nasty, but on the abacus, let's give it a go. So on the three right-hand columns now, we'll write the number 315, give you a couple of seconds to do that. So that's three beads in the third column to the end, one bead in the second column, And then the last column just has the top bead come down. And I want to add to that 163. So it's 315 plus 163. So again, all I'm going to do is I'm going to add one more bead in the third column, six in the second column, top and down, one of the bottom ones up, and three... In the rightmost column. And immediately the answer of 478 is displayed. Let's do that one again, but we'll do it the other way around this time just for fun. So 163. So that's one in the th- third column from the end, sixth, second column to the end, and three in the very right hand column, 163. And I'm going to add three one five so just three more beads from the third column one more bead in the second column and the top one down in the very last column and the answer one seven sorry four seven eight is displayed so far that's looking really straightforward but as with paper arithmetic, sometimes you get overflows and carries. Remember that for those horrible days in primary school when you got given a hundred sums and you were told to finish them all before the end of the lesson. Well, it's again, you still have to do carries and so on, but it's a lot easier on the abacus. If, for example, we had the number nine, for putting all the beads towards the bar in the right hand column, number nine, and I want to add one to that. Well, I can't, I haven't got any more beads left. So instead of adding nine, you take away one. Sorry, you sorry, to, to add one, you take away nine and add ten. Does that make sense? To add one you take away 9 and add 10. So I'm going to clear that 9 from the right-hand cell. And I'm going to add 1 to the column on the left. And there's the answer, 10. Well, that may have been obvious, but when we get into bigger numbers, it's a bit more. Let the advocates take the strain. So similarly, if we had the number one so i'm putting up one bead in the right hand column now and i want to add nine well i haven't got nine beads there so instead of adding nine you take away one and add ten so you just take one bead down and put one bead up on the column to the left if you like we can say in a bit of a shorthand to add Nine, You clear one and set one left. It's a very kind of geeky way of saying take one bead away from the column you've got. You're on and add one bead to the column on the left. The important thing to notice is that nine and one kind of go together. Similarly, if we want to, say, add two and there's already eight in a column, so I'm setting eight in the right-hand column. So that's the top bead down and three beads up from the bottom. And I need to add two. Well, I can't add two, there's not enough beads. So instead of adding two, you take away eight and put one on the column on the left. Eight plus two is 10. So far, easy. And likewise, if I had two in a column, so I'm now putting two on the right-hand column, and I need to add eight. Well, I can't. There's not enough beads. So instead of adding eight, you take away two and put one in the column on the left. So to add eight, you clear two and set one left. So nine and one go together. Eight and two go together you well, you probably spotted the pattern seven and three go together, six and four go together and five is on its own because five plus five is ten. Well, hopefully I haven't actually confused anybody particularly hard. It's easier to illustrate with an example. So the sum I have here is forty three plus seventy eight. So let's put 43 on the two rightmost columns. Four in the second to last and three in the last column. And we need to add 78. So let's start with the right hand column, three plus eight. Well, I can't add eight to three it overflows. Eight goes with two. So you take two away and add one to the column on the left. Four becomes five. So far, we now have 51. And now we need to add the two in the second column. Sorry, the seven in the second column. I was jumping to the answer there. You can't add seven to five without an overflow. So instead of adding seven, you take three and add one on the column on the left. And our final answer is hopefully displayed one, two, one. 121. Let's do that again. 43, starting value, 43. And I need to add 78. So I'm working from the right. 3 plus 8 can't be done. 8 goes with 2. So take 2, add 1 left, the 4 becomes the 5. And then the second column. We're adding 78, so it's seven we need to add here. Five and seven would overflow. Seven is the number we need to add. Seven goes with three. So subtract three and set one left, giving a three digit number of one, two, one. Is everybody okay so far?
3: Oh, hands! So I think I think we're all following. Yep.
2: Oh, good. I know mean, that's where I frazzled everybody's brains already. <laughs> all right. Now let's do the sum the the other way round. Seventy-eight plus forty-three. Let's see what that looks like. So seventy-eight is what we need to put on the on the on the last two columns. Seven eight. So it's the top bead down and two beads up for the second to the last column, and the top bead down and three beads up on the last column, 78, and we're adding 43. Okay. We can't add three to the last column. There aren't enough beads. Three goes with seven. So we need to subtract seven and add one left. Gives us 81. And in the second to last column, it's 43 we're adding. So four, you can't add four to eight. Four goes with six. So you subtract six and set one left. And yes, our answer of one, two, one has come back. That's brilliant. Now the interesting thing is I've done all that right to left a little bit like you would do on paper. But with the abacus, you can do addition, going left to right or right to left. It really, really doesn't matter, which is great. So I could have done the seven plus four bit first, or I could have done the eight plus three bit first, or I could, you know, whichever way around is your feet you feel comfortable with. Let's try another sum. This is a bigger one. 456. Plus 789. Now that's one I wouldn't really like to do in my head unless I needed to. But let's try it with the abacus 456 plus 789. So I'm putting 456 on the three rightmost columns. Notice the little bibble just to the left of the four gives you a good clue you're in the right place. 456. And I need to add 789. This time, I'm going to do it from left to right just to prove it works the other way around as well. So first thing we need to do is the 400 and the 700. That doesn't go. We have an overflow case. 7 is the number we need to add. 7 goes with 3. So instead of adding, three, instead of adding 7, I'm going to subtract 3 and set 1 left. Now that brings in the fourth column, Okay. So far, it should be now reading 1156. In the second column, we are writing 5 plus 8. It was 456 plus 789. So 5 plus 8, again, we have an overflow case. The rule for 8, 8 goes with 2, so we Subtract two and set one left. And the final column, it's six plus nine. We can't add a nine. So you subtract one and set one left. And hopefully you've arrived at the correct answer of 1245. Let's do that sum again. But we'll do it the other way around. 789, so set seven, eight, nine on the last three columns. And we're gonna add four hundred and fifty-six. In fact, there's loads of spare columns, so if you if you ever get stuck what you what the two numbers are, there's plenty of room. You can put the second number down as a reminder if you wanted to. On the left. So I'm going to start by adding the 4 and the 7, 4 to the 7. We can't do that, so the rule for 4, 4 goes with 6, so we subtract 6 and set one left. Next one, 8 plus 5, we can't add 5, so you just take 5 off and set one left. And the last one is nine plus six. You can't add six, six goes with four, subtract four and set one left. And amazingly, one, two, four, five, 1,245 comes up. Is everybody comfortable so far?
3: We've got a uh, we've got a question from Harry. Uh, So just uh, coming to you now. Uh, There you are, Harry. You're good to go.
2: Hi, Harry.
4: Ah, hello there. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Oh, great. Okay. Right now, my brain is completely fried by that, Um, (laughs) uh, and it's partly because um, I'm doing it on the right hand side. Yes, and then when you say, you know, you you say the first number, and that's easy to get in my head and get on the abacus. Yeah, and then you say the second number, and yes. because I'm trying to to hold three numbers in my head, the second number, and do the bits of adding at the same time. By the time I've done one column, I've entirely forgotten what the other numbers were. Okay, uh, so that's part of the explanation, apart from the fact my brain's not working all that well. Um, but what I I, uh, what i keep finding myself doing and i don't know if this is if it this is acceptable you see is say you've got 6 on the first column on the right yep then you want to add um 17 to it okay well what i'm what i'm doing is i've got 6 there so 17 7 6 and 7 is 13 so then i need three in that column and then one in the next one on the and then there's, and then there's one from 13 yeah. so i add another one and yeah. then i end up with 23. 23.
2: yeah now is that an acceptable way of <laughs> running an abacus it, it is acceptable because it is certainly acceptable because you've come out with the right answer and that's the most important thing um, The only thing I would say is you've actually learned you've actually had to remember a little bit more than you need to by learning all these additional things like eight plus seven is 15 and six plus seven is 13 and so on. All you actually need to remember is that nine goes with one, eight goes with two, seven goes with three and six goes with four and five is on its own. That's the only kind of things you have to remember. Um, The rest is totally up to you right
4: right now that's because those bits those rules they stay there sort of vaguely floating mm. in my head but they don't mm. make any particular sense apart from the fact that they are things
2: that sum up to 10 exactly that's exactly all it is that's all it is things that add up to 10 that's right. all it is. yeah very very simple okay. um, yep. now you you also asked about um the second number and how to remember it um well these these advocacies have got um 15 columns and even with a a, a five digit sum you know if i if i asked you to add i don't know 12345 plus um 42169 now i wouldn't expect anybody to remember that in their head there's plenty of room that you could set 1212345 1, on the right hand side and you could set 42169 on the left hand side ah yes yes there's plenty of room so let's actually do that calculation four plus one that's easy two plus two that's easy uh three plus one that's easy four plus six are overflow here we go six go four goes with six so it's actually subtract four and add another one to the left and then five plus nine again we have to subtract one and add one left. And I've got a final answer of 54,514. Anybody can tell me I've got it wrong um, afterwards.
4: (laughs) Right, great, thank you. Yeah, I hope that makes
0: sense. James, um, while Harry's unmuted, um, I wonder if I could just make an observation. I I find this very interesting because as a blind person learning maths in a blind school, I was taught linear linear addition and linear subtraction, in which case uh, I would think that those rules that you were talking about would be quite useful. Um, I'm wondering whether people who were taught on uh, column addition and column subtraction might, uh, might be thinking in terms of column addition and column subtraction, and therefore the, the rules might not be so helpful because they've already learnt to memorise how to add in columns, whereas I certainly haven't learnt how to do that. Yeah. I wondered uh, if, Harry, whether you were one of these people that learnt column addition.
4: I must have been. I mean, because I didn't lose my sight until much later in life, you see. So yeah. I just
0: learnt... The standard way, of whatever it was, <laughs> mm, yeah. of doing maths mm. at school. So I think there might be a difference in thought process between people who learnt standard column addition and people yes. who learnt blind yes, school linear addition.
2: Cool. So as I as mm. I said earlier on, I first bought this abacus so I could keep um, scores on games. So you've got plenty of columns. Let's assume. Let's assume that. Uh, you know, each player can have up to three columns each. That will give you up to a score of a thousand, um, which is pretty high for most games. And you can just keep the scores. They'll stay there. And addition is fairly reliable and uh, it's quite easy to do. So, you know, if a player had a score of 31 in the next hand they receive 178, you, can, you just click, click, click and off you go. You know, wonderful. Any more questions before we move on?
3: questions oh, are right on cue we have a question from chris hey chris you're good
2: to go hello this, hello. this isn't actually a question switch is an observation i just i think this is amazing i was given this abacus the other day just because my dad found it lying around thought it'd be entertaining and i think it's brilliant and yeah i really appreciate you showing me the actual maths rather than just me messing around with it so thank you for that you're very welcome you're very Cheers. welcome. All right. So. The opposite of addition is subtraction. And this is almost equally easy. So let's start with a sum. Basically, instead of moving beads towards the bar, for subtraction, you move them away from the bar. That's basically all it is. Let's start with an easy one, 84 minus 31. 84 minus 31, so I'm putting eight and four on the right-hand two columns. And yes, if you like, you can set 31 on the left-hand column, so you don't forget it. And all we do is we take three beads away from the second column, and one bead away from the last column, and there's our answer, 53. That was straightforward. Let's do it the other way. No, we can't do it the other way around. We end up in negative territory. Let's not do that. Negative numbers are more difficult. We will not cover them tonight. Let's do a more difficult one. Just like addition, in subtraction, you have borrows and underflows. So let's do the sum 79, sorry, 72 minus 29 72 minus 29 so I'm putting 72 in the last two columns and for those who want to you can put 29 on the very left hand columns now then 7 minus 2 that's easy 2 minus 9 can't be done But we remember from addition that 9 goes with 1. So now you add 1 and clear 1 left. So it's just the opposite of addition. And you end up with the answer 43. Do that again. 72 minus 29. Do it the other way around this time. So I'm going to first of all take the nine away from the two in the right-hand column. You can't take nine from two. Nine goes with one in the addition rules. So all you do is you add one and take one from the left-hand column. And in the second column, we have to subtract 20, which we can do normally, and the answer is 43. Is everybody okay? Or have I fried people's heads? Al? Okay. So the last thing I wanted to share oh, tonight... I'm so
3: sorry, James. Um, just, uh, just as I said that, we've got a question from yeah. Tina. Um, hey, Tina, I've just asked... Tina, go for it. Mute. You should have a little box that you may have to confirm. Hey,
5: mate.
2: Hello, yep.
5: Hi, I'll go, Um I like doing a lot of knitting and um I was just wondering if for supposing I've got um say like um I've got a knitting pattern and I've got I can remember what the um what I've got to do with the stitches, for example. I might have to increase one at each end of the next um every fourth row or something like that and then I might have to repeat it yeah. five times more or whatever. Would you be able to do that on the ab- abacus
2: so that's that's really using the abacus as a counter or as a num or as a notepad and mm. you can certainly you know if you want to you could keep your row count on the abacus just make sure to increase the count each time you do a row yeah you know um and then you have to pick up your knitting needles again so be a little bit careful of doing that, but it's definitely possible to use the abacus yes. as a numerical notepad yeah but you
5: could then. Once you've done a row, you could clear that column sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like
5: you could have um four rows of three. So you'd have twelve lots, wouldn't you? You know, and you could if you could Or you rows. could
2: just or you could just use one column, whichever's easiest. I would say just use one column.
5: But the it's... thing to repeat it, you'd need to have a blank column and then you could have that again. So you
2: Okay, so you could, so you, could you could put four you could put four columns of four up if you needed to repeat something four times, and then just take one bead away each time. You could do that.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could do it like that. Yeah. In different ways, but I was thinking like if if you had um, yeah, had to do it so many times. Yeah, if, if you had to do it five times, I suppose yeah, and you've got yeah,
6: you've got you could four use
5: five times. columns. It's five times, I suppose. Every time you took a, done the four, you could just add one from the top.
2: You, you could do that, bottom. yeah. Keep it simple is what I would suggest. Keep it simple.
5: Then you've got five along the top, and you know you've done that set of.
2: Yeah. But I, I would say keep it simple. That's the key. Yeah. Keep it simple.
5: Yeah. And where can you get them from?
2: Well, the amicus. Uh, Holly will tell you um, the brain is no, just giving all, away.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, they're to borrow. No, they're to keep. Are they? Yeah. Any equipment we're giving away, unless you don't want it, in which case we'd love it back. But all equipment that we're giving out is to keep, unless you decide you don't need it. In which case, we'd love to be able to give it to someone else.
5: I I got the impression you you didn't have it to keep, but you you borrow, you borrowed it, and then when you finished using it, you sent it back.
1: I mean, if I finished, we literally mean if you decide I never want this again in my life, this is terrible. Um, but so long as you. Feel like you may have a use for it in the future we're happy for people to keep as long as they want all right yeah
2: there you go
3: thanks for oh, that, Tina um a couple more hands oh, uh we've got uh ed rogers with his hand up and so we're going to come to you next you. ed and after you ed we're going to come to marion mm-hmm. uh, so hey ed you're good to go
6: hi ed thanks ben thanks james uh, i should say at the start that I, my my advocate hasn't actually arrived yet um which is uh which is um means I'm doing this with a, a mental model of an abacus in my head. So, ah, so it's, that's I'm, harder. Not going, I'm not going quite so well. Um, I, just, I just thought it was interesting what um, what Matthew came in to say after Harry was um, asked his question, which is that I find I'm also doing, as I've learned to do it by column, I'm also basically just doing mental maths mm. and translating it back onto the onto the abacus. And I am trying to not do that, but... Somehow I can't. Anyway, there's there's not really a question here. It's just an observation to, to picking up on what Matthew said. Um, I'm definitely going to have to listen to this a few times. I know we've already mentioned it's recorded, but I'm, for anyone else who's going to have to listen to this a few times, it's going to be on the Braylist's website. And that website for the recording is uh,
2: Braylist dot org forward slash media. Yes. But thanks, James. I'm getting Stephanie Sargent lowering her hand yeah, about five we're, times. We're oh, Steph,
6: a... Steph is the one who distributes uh, equipment. So um, if you write in, it'd be Steph who gets your, your, um, your parcel request.
3: Yep. So uh, we, uh, we are going to come to uh, Marion next. And then after uh, Marion, I'm going to come to Steph. So uh, hey,
5: Marion.
2: Oh, hello. Hello Marion and Hello um, Rogers at Bristol a bit up at the moment,
5: But I just wondered, James, please could you just recap the beginning? Um I was moving my abacus beads about and I think I might have got them in the wrong position. So If you've got time, please, could you just recap the first part where the beads are set? At the moment, I've got all my beads set right at the top of the abacus.
2: Okay. So just to to recap then, there's a central bar on the abacus across the middle, about three quarters of the way up. Underneath it, there are four beads, and above it, there's one bead. The four beads are each worth one, and the top bead is worth five.
5: Oh, oh right okay yeah
2: and the beads gain their value when they're touching the bar in the oh,
5: middle i okay, see okay so
2: to set the value zero to clear the abacus move like the all machine. the four beads down to the bottom edge and oh. all the single beads up to the top edge so that nothing is touching the bar thank you that's zero, that's
5: zero. so that's your baseline
2: that's your baseline if you like and then We'll set the numbers 1 to 9 across. Um, mm-hmm. Bit of practice for everybody else. So move one bead up, and that's number 1. Two beads up, that's number 2. Three beads up, that's number 3. All four beads up, that's number 4. Mm-hmm. And then the top bead down towards the bar is number 5. Mm-hmm. Top bead down and one bead up is number 6 top bead down and two beads up is number seven. Top bead down and three beads up is number eight. And then everything towards the bar, one top bead down and four top beads up is number nine. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. So have have a practice setting a few numbers. Um, you might want to try your telephone number or your date of birth or most of your credit card number. It won't quite fit. Um, But, you know, any number you want and then have a quick read, see if you can do it back. Um, OK.
5: Thank you very much, James.
2: You're very welcome.
3: Any more hands after Steph. Uh, But Steph, you're good to go.
5: Hi, Steph. Hi, Tina. You'll need to send me your address, please, so I can post things to you. And, and uh, do you want a, a forehand frame and a small frame as well? And a letter forming cube? <laughs> no, word forming cube.
3: Good, uh, good shout there, Steph. So I guess, uh, and I don't, I don't know, Holly, if we want to plug that address at the end of the session, but maybe, um, maybe email email in to Steph and, yeah. uh, and we can take it from there.
1: Yeah, I'll go over everything at the end, but yeah, definitely communicate via email. It's a lot easier. Um, We can get everything sent to you when Steph handles that, as she just said.
6: Okay.
2: Is everyone suitably refreshed after a little break from the maths? Last part of this session, I want to introduce Multiplication. We're only going to do short multiplication today, but you can equally well do long multiplications as some as difficult as you like. You've got 15 columns and so technically you can multiply a seven digit number by a seven digit number and you can still get an answer, which is quite amazing. So. This is where um, school and abacus do collide you need your multiplication or times tables. Remember once two is two, two twos are four, and three twos are six and all that kind of stuff. So what you do for a multiplication sum is you set the first number two columns to the left of where you want the answer to appear. And then we do the multiplication digit by digit And hopefully we get the right answer. Multiplication is really a rapid form of addition because you're adding the same number over and over and over again. But we're doing it in a very rapid way. So we'll start with a simple one. Seventeen times four. Seventeen times four. If you want to, you can put the four on the very, very left. And I'm going to set 17, it's one bead up in the fourth column from the end and seven is one bead down and two beads up in the third column from the end, leaving two blank cells or columns on the right. So technically it reads 1700, but we're not worried about that quite yet. So it's 17 times four. And the first multiplication is seven times four, which times tables tell us it's 28. So I'm now going to add 28 onto the last two columns. And you finish with the seven, so clear that seven. So now it looks like you've got 1028 written there. And then four times one, that's four. So we just add four to the second column, and there's our answer, 68. All right, let's do a slightly harder one. 296, 296. So set that on the fifth, fourth, and third columns from the end. Two beads up, all the beads up, and, and one down. And then one up, one down, two, nine, six. And then two blank columns at the extreme right. And we're multiplying that by three. So if you want to, you can put three on the extreme left, just as a reminder. Okay, so six times three is the first one, 18. So put 18 on the very right-hand two columns. And clear the six. Move left a position. Nine times three is twenty-seven. So put twenty-seven next to the nine and clear the nine. And then three times two is oh six. So we're writing a six in the third column. And there's our answer: eight, eight, eight. Which, if you wanted to check, is the right answer, because if you like, 296 is 4 away from 300. 300 times 3 is 900, and 4 times 3 is 12, so it actually is 12 away from 900, which is 888. It is the right answer. And that's about it, folks. Are there any questions?
3: give people uh, a moment or two to raise their hands if anyone's struggling to do that, oh, if anyone's forgotten. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. We, we've been talking about raising hands for, for ages, but sometimes uh, sometimes with all the tech that we have to deal with, we have to, uh, we sometimes forget, don't we? So it's Alt Y on Windows, Option Y on Mac, and star nine if you're dialing in on a phone. And uh, if you're using the iOS app, it's the more button in the bottom right and then find the raise hand button. So you've got uh, a couple of hands. We're going to come to Rita first, and after uh, Rita, we're going to come to Ed again. So, Rita, I am just going to see if you can unmute yourself. You may uh, be able to. There you are. You're good to go. Hi, Rita. Rita.
5: Hi, I just wondered if you could do a simple multiplication one more slowly. I got left behind a bit.
2: Would you like to give me a sum? Oh
5: 27 times 5.
2: Okay, 27 times 5. So we're setting 2 and 7 on the fourth and third columns from the end. And then we leave the last two columns blank. And if you want to, you can put the 5 on the extreme left as a reminder. And we're working, the first first digit we're going to do is 7 times 5. So you work from the right. 7 times 5 is 35. So let's put 35 in those last two columns. Yeah. And you finish with the 7, so clear the 7. Right, yeah. And now you've got 2 times 5, which is Ten, so put one and then zero is was nothing, and did remove the two, and hopefully we have the right answer. one, three, five.
5: Now, I got lost with that last bit okay Where, which which columns am I putting the ten in?
2: So it's always the two to the right of the one you're multiplying by. So let's do it, let's do it again from the bit from the from the beginning. You've got twenty-seven. Mm. Okay. And there's two columns to the right of the seven. Yeah. So we're going to write 35 in there, five times seven. Yeah. Clear the seven. And the next one we're going to do is two times five, ten so you right 10 next to the two which if you like is the third and the second column from the end and then clear the two
5: right yeah yeah i'm with it now you've
2: got you've got 135.
5: yeah yeah thank you very much
2: you're very welcome
3: Right, rita uh ed has lowered his hand so uh, i don't believe he uh, has a question anymore um, and uh, that is for now all the questions that we, uh, that we have.
2: There we are. So it is possible to do division as well. Um, short division is easier than long division. And it almost works in reverse, just like subtraction was a reverse addition. Um, division is like a rem- of reverse multiplication. And you set the one number on the right, and it works two columns to the left just the same, but in reverse, so there we go. An introduction to the abacus.
1: Thank you. This has been really, really helpful. I know I've learned a lot. um I did not know how to use the abacus beforehand, and now I feel like I'm on my way to really getting started, which is a good thing. I'll probably listen to the recording of this again just because I'll need to go over it a couple more times, but that's one great thing about having the recording we will also be putting some text based notes up alongside the audio recording just in case people haven't seen our media page before we do for many of our events include text based resources as well um so we'll be doing that and yeah this was really really wonderful so thank you for coming along and talking to us today again
2: you're very welcome
1: yeah, so we um, do, as I mentioned at the beginning, well, what was mentioned during the session, have some equipment on offer. This equipment is being given out to anyone who feels like they may want to attend some of our master classes. If you've been today, then you obviously have an interest, so that's great. Um, we're giving away Braille writing frames, a few samples of paper, styluses to go with the writing frames, a learning block and an abacus. And we also have some events coming up. We have our book club on Thursdays, our open forum on Fridays and a quiz on the 18th, plus our January courses, which will be going out in the newsletter. So to check our events, you go to braylistorg slash events, and you can also find our newsletter sign up on our website as well. thank you everyone for joining us today and I really hope you found it useful